Welcome to the Liberty Moms podcast. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their families, and their communities. And we are proud and honored to be part of the Loving Liberty Network. And we're um, pleased that you would take time. There's so many options out there to, to, uh, to be listening into. And we hope that um, you enjoy hearing from Liberty Moms and learning about how Um, the issues that are going on in your community locally and statewide as well as nationally are having a direct impact on your children and what you can do to protect those children. So I wanted to first start, I've got a guest um, that I'm excited to bring on here in just a few minutes, but I wanted to kind of give an update because I just learned about this uh, in the last couple of days, but I had a guest on, I'm thinking it was two to three weeks ago, and that was Kimberly Fletcher with Moms for America. And she was on and, uh, gosh, so excited about their the, the, the way that uh, organization, I mean, she's been at the helm. She's the founder. She's the president. The, she's the CEO for the last 18 years and how it was just taking off and that they were um, really promoting these programs. We've got a new app and these constitution and and really getting to chapters into every single state and really connecting moms and how effective that they'd been in elections back in Virginia and even with the Roe v. Wade being overturned. And so the impact that she's had and um, they're, they're very, very successful. Well, I just learned that within the last week, the end of <clears throat> July, first week of first couple of days of August, Kimberly was removed. There's been, I would call it a coup, so to speak, but she's been removed from that organization. And um, there are now two men. Two men have stepped in to run Moms for America. I think there's a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Um, There is some uh, litigation that's going to be going on. I, for one, am a recurring Uh, donor to Moms for America. And so I will be stopping my donation immediately until Kimberly is reinstated into her position as president and um, CEO of that, of her organization. This is, this is her baby. And so anyway, if you are an, um, someone who has been connected to Moms for America or have um, donated to Moms for America in the past, uh, you most certainly can email them at moms, M-O-M-S, at momsforamerica.net. Okay, so it's plural on moms. Moms for, sorry, moms at momsforamerica.net. And let them know that um, you do not want to affiliate with this organization until Kimberly Fletcher, the president, the founder, and CEO is reinstated. 
And so um, let them know that this is not going to fly. Um, so anyway, wanted to give you all in the listening area an update on that because I'm telling you, um, we are in crazy, crazy times. And uh, a lot of times when you think that you know people well, that you have put trust into people. And, well, you know, we could go all over scripture where we are warned <laughs> not to trust in the flesh. And honestly, it's crazy because um, uh, with this particular situation, Kimberly had known this individual for um, at least a year. But um, anyway, um, who has now stepped in and taken over. But um, there's infiltration all the time. And even on January 6th, I'm going to bring that up because that's in the news. Um, the Democrats want that to be relevant and in the news. But um, we know that we've learned that the FBI were part of the, the, uh, the unrest that was happening. Okay, so they were infiltrating the, the, uh, the crowds and creating some of the unrest. We know that that's happened before with uh, the Bundys up in Oregon and the standoff up in Oregon. We know that the FBI was up there trying to cause trouble and infiltrate. So that is a, a kind of a, oh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, the mode of operation that the FBI does. They go in and they send in moles and then they, they try to gather information. They try to incite people and they try to push and nudge people to do certain behaviors that they wouldn't be doing otherwise. And, uh, and so you have to be very careful. And I know Moms for America were super effective. They were doing and growing and getting more powerful. And I just think that was um, something that people wanted to not see happen. And so um, please keep your prayers going for Moms for America and Kimberly that she can get back into um, being um, in charge of her organization. Advice, stop funding that organization until Kimberly gets back at the helm. So, with that being said, we are going to move on because I have a guest with me today, and uh, she is, um, we just got through having a Patriot Camp in Murray, and the theme of it that we were teaching the kids uh, was all about heroes, and when people step up to the plate to, um, to you know, uh, I guess it's to serve our state, to serve our republic, and they don't want to. I mean, there's things, sometimes things come up, and it's like, I don't want to do this, but you know what? There's a duty involved, and when it comes to public office, a lot of us just ignore it. We take a back seat. We don't even think about it. We, we don't pay attention. It's not on our radar. We just show up on election day, those of us that vote, and we just make our consideration of, of you know, which party, if it's on the general election in November of who we're going to vote for. But there's a lot of work and there's a lot of um, effort that can be done as citizens if we get engaged in the election process from the very beginning. The very beginning is when you file for office to run. And um, uh, my guest is Linda Polson, and she is running for the state Senate here in Utah. Out. I'll have her give you the exact boundaries, but it includes Taylorsville and uh, some of West Valley, I believe. And so she'll give you the exact area. 
but um, it's been held for a long time by the Democrats. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, she felt like her voice wasn't being served. You know, um, she is conservative and we're going to talk to her about her values and everything, but uh, nobody was running. Nobody had put their name in. And so um, the Democrat is the incumbent, but there was nobody running to oppose her. No one, not from any party. And um, I'm going to bring Linda on because we'll talk about that. But uh, we had just we had talked about the idea that when you are um, in your ledge districts or your Senate districts, you do you watch to see and make sure people are running against an opponent. And we'll talk about why that's so important. But Linda, hi, for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Linda. Oh my gosh, she's my hero. We were. We had our United Women's Forum meeting at my home a week ago, and she gets up and starts talking about how she was in the fight against the original ERA amendment back in the late 70s, right? Correct. And she was, she was engaged in the fight with her seventh child in a stroller. Am I in saying that right? Yeah, yeah, I took him in a buggy. He was just a few months old. So here is a mom, seven kids. She's got a new baby, and she is in the fight. Okay, that is a hero. Okay. Because I'm telling you, when you have kids, when you're in the throes of being a mom and raising children, that's such a challenge. And then on top of it, you're paying attention to what is going on in your community, in your state, in your nation because nationwide so. amendment and you were there to fight the fight i my hats off to you linda thank you thank you it was very amazing to me after i mean our we did not pass it here in utah uh but in a conference room near where all these five thousand women that came to say no to it there was a conference room full of materials that I would call pornographic. I was so shocked and I picked up one of everything to give to a religious leader who had said, would you go there and and bring me back something? So I found out then that it wasn't just about equal rights for between men and women. We already had that. It was more of an equal, equal bathrooms, equal go to, you're being drafted, then she'll be drafted. It was more of a thing like that, that that I was opposed to. And in that room with all this material is something I see happening in our school districts now, was how to become transgender, how to become teaching children that they don't need to be uh, who they are. They can change sex. And I believe there was other things. I I can't say now because it was so long ago, but it was so offensive to me. And now I see it's happening in our school districts. What they were showing or what they were promoting many years ago, 1977, 
it's being promoted in our schools now. And I think, were we all asleep? Did we just trust, like you said, everything that our, you know, that these are supposed to be our representatives. So all through, we just say, oh, okay, yeah, I'll vote for them. And then we hope that our voice is being heard. Well, well Linda, <laughs> I, it's amazing to think that what we're upset about today, which is this huge push to, um, and, and I have, honestly, it's really hard because um, I, when, when you get to, okay, so the guest that I recorded with two weeks ago, uh, Walt Heyer, if you'll go back and listen to his program, uh, he totally dispels this whole gender dysphoria stuff. And so it's really hard for me to talk that language today, knowing that it, it's not real. And, and I know it's not real. I mean, we cannot change genders. But what's interesting is you're telling me that back in 1977, all the garbage that we're seeing today, they already were starting to try to push that. I mean, that would have been so shocking back then. It was. I mean, because I was just out of high school and the idea of thinking that, oh, yeah, I can change my gender would have not been anywhere. And I grew up as a tomboy. I grew up wrestling boys. And still, I knew I was a girl. I still had a, a grounding that, yeah, I'm a girl. And when I went through um, puberty and, and got older, then I liked boys in a different way. <laughs> I didn't want to wrestle them. Correct. <laughs> and so, um I didn't have any um, grooming. I didn't have any um, affirming like, oh, yes, you're a boy. You need to just be a boy. Go cut your hair. Just wear different clothes now. And, you know, we can actually stop your body from changing. Okay. See, none of that was even brought up or would have been brought up. Okay. Because we still had common sense back then. But your this radicalized ideology, which is which is based on lies because there's no, no one's been able to change their gender. It's just a lie. No one's been able to do it. There's no, no change that has ever happened. And, uh, and so that was being promoted way back then with the ERA amendment. Yes. And so when I saw a few years ago that it was in our legislature, I thought, what? So I called my, um, state senator and my state representative and I, <clears throat> I I know I talked to well well anyway I know I'm pretty positive I talked to our senator and told her wait you've got to vote no on the ERA it, oh no it's just fine it's already a done deal all we needed was two-thirds of the states to pass it, it's, it's a done deal. I said, no, it doesn't have to be a done deal. I've been fighting this for a long time. Tried to explain it to her, but I felt brushed off, and I have felt that way with other issues, especially uh, this last session when they were voting on biological boys being in girls' sports. I just could right. not. I did. I I kept calling. I kept uh, asking that 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 she not 
vote for that. I was a PE major. I did very well in that. In fact, I got an award in high school for top woman uh, PE major. And so I, I felt good about myself that I could, could play in girl sports. But I knew then if I was up against a boy in any of those other the sports that I was awarded in, I couldn't have done it. It wasn't fair. It's just not fair. So I tried to explain this to our legislator, and it didn't matter. I know she, there's, she's got her mind made up about certain things. Uh, also, a few years ago, there was a trigger law about abortion, and she was offended by the fact that women would have an ultrasound. It, it was encouraging women to have an ultrasound before they make that choice, and she didn't like that. These are things that I, for me, I am for God, family, and the Constitution. And this is what I stand for. And when uh, I could see that she was running unopposed, I called the day before the signing. Every conservative person I knew that felt the way I do about family, about our liberties, about freedom. I feel like it was slipping away, and I just, I called, and, and uh, I finally found a girl, but she called me that night and said, I'm sorry, uh, <clears throat> we might move out of the district, and i got to live here, and so the next day, I called more people, then I told my husband an hour before the deadline, I'm going to go down and see if one person in 36,000 wants a change, and if there's not, I'm going to sign up. And he said, okay. <laughs> it makes me laugh because <clears throat> if he would have made one, you know, come, come hold her in, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. So, yeah. Well, well, so you, good for him. We owe him for not giving you any sort of um, flack or... Uh, discouragement or doubt like whatever yeah and um you know what this is so important and uh we had talked about this in our united women's forum meeting and i love that linda has did that that she waited I, and here's the thing these are the people you want being your public servants are the ones that they don't want to do it okay it's right. i've got a happy life i don't need it Yes, yes. It's like, oh, I need a hole in my head. Okay, I'll run for office, right? And, but, hello, we have a duty. There's responsibility. When you have a republic put in your lap, which is what our founders gave us, it's a republic if you can keep it, which means we're responsible, okay? We're responsible for the people that elect us. And if we're putting people in office that don't represent our values and are, I mean, think about it. Hello, she, your representative, your senator, did not want women to be educated about their, their pregnancy. Because that's all the ultrasound is designed to do is just, um, they actually use ultrasounds uh, in the abortion industry because that helps them determine which type of uh, method they are going to use to kill the baby. 
Okay, because some methods work up until a certain point, and then if the baby's too big, then they have to use a different weapon to kill the baby. And so they have to use a different mode of attack, which is horrible to even think about. But that's, they'll determine it, but then they never will let the mom see that ultrasound. Okay, it's just for them to look at. Well, the bill that came through was to educate the mom. Let's just go ahead and let the mom see the baby. And honestly, people pay money to have ultrasounds all the time when they're pregnant, right? They're in, they want to see the baby. They want to find out the sex. It's just fun to finally see um, the heartbeat and how the baby's developing. And and so it's all part of uh, the pregnancy process. It's normal. It's a normal um, educational process. And so your state senator wants to keep Um, expectant mothers in the dark. She doesn't want them educated. Now, I would say that is somebody you do not want in office making votes for you. Just that on its own, just that part of it. And then supporting the ERA, which from your experience, you knew that it wasn't just, I mean, basically the ERA was to just get rid of gender. There's one gender. They're both the same, right? Because we're going to have you know, there's no difference between men and women, so we're going to have them both in the military. And we all know that women are not as strong as men physically, right? I know it. Oh, go ahead. I just said I know that is true. I yeah. Know. And I, so I, they want them fighting side by side. But, yes, we just don't, we, ha- we don't have as many muscles or something. Yeah, we're just, we don't have the testosterone. No, I mean, that's what those those muscles and, and, uh, but see, that's the whole thing is negating. They're just trying to get rid of any gender. And so that's why men can compete with women because there's no difference. And we're supposed to just buy into that. And, uh, and so that's why it's important that, you know, we have to get engaged. We have to be in the fight. And Linda, you did it. You at the last minute, you prayed, you were calling people, you were trying to find somebody to run and they wouldn't. And so you did it. Okay. And so my goodness, my hat is off to you. Um, Senate districts are a big race. Okay. They're about two ledge districts, maybe two and a half ledge districts as far as, or they're the, they're probably about two to three ledge district sizes. Okay. Population wise. And um, we're going to talk about more of this when we get back. We've got a break coming up. This is the Liberty Moms podcast, and I'm talking with a hero here in Utah, Linda Polson, who's running for state senate in District 12. Well, District 12, okay, here in the Salt Lake County area. So we're going to talk more about her race and be back here in just a moment after this brief stop. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Podcast. Thank you for 
joining us today, Chris Kimball hosting, and I'm speaking with Linda Polson, who is a candidate for the state Senate here in Utah in District 12. And uh, I want to let our listeners know how important it is. I mean, you might be thinking, oh, who cares if somebody runs against the incumbent and they don't have an opponent? It's so critical because it trickles down into other races. So, for example, if Linda had not jumped into the race, her opponent, who is an incumbent, can just sit back and go, all right, I'm the senator. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to ring one doorbell. I don't have to make one phone call. I don't have to spend one dime, nothing. I'm there. I'm in the seat, and I've got it for four years. Okay. It's bad on many levels. One is it gives them a huge ego. They already have a big ego. We don't need to make it bigger, okay? They start to have entitlement and ownership. And I know in that particular seat, um, your senator has been there how many years? Six, Fourteen. Fourteen. And her husband yeah. about the same amount before that. Yeah. See, prior to that, that household, like her husband, until he passed, was the senator. And so between the two of them, one household has had a seat desert that they've held for 28 years. That's that's horrible. That's not what the founders wanted. Oh my goodness. I just it's it's embarrassing to be honest. It just is. And so here's what happens. So we talked about they get their egos get inflated and um, there's a sense of entitlement. This is my seat. And also it allows the funding for the Democrat Party to funnel money into other races that are closer, that are more battleground, that um, are more, um, you know, that those resources could help them win another seat. And so if there's always opponents running against each other, then it keeps every race, they have to earn the seat. Your opponent has to go out and knock on doors. She has to send out flyers. She has to she has to campaign. She has to earn that seat. That's what we want, okay? And so that's our duty as citizens of a republic is to make sure that there's always somebody running for office it, it, for your party, okay? Whatever your party affiliation is, okay? Um, so I happen to be a Republican because I feel like that platform matches my values. Linda's a Republican and her and I are like-minded with our values and that platform matches our values. So that's why we affiliate with the party. Okay. And so <clears throat> it's very, very important that you're always looking and watching to make sure somebody runs. And at the last minute, and I can only, you know, Linda, I, I, I encourage people to do this because I've done it myself. When I moved into Salt Lake County from Davis, I had no intention of running for office, but my um, house district was run, uh, Carol Moss was the incumbent and had been sitting there for, I think when I ran, she'd been there for 16 years and nobody was running against her. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? She cannot just have the seat. She can't have it on a cakewalk. I mean, and so I did what you did. I prayed. I didn't know a lot of people in the area because I had just kind of moved in. So I was just praying, please, somebody, somebody jump in the race, please. And nobody did. And so like at 445, I drive to the county clerk's office and file to run. Okay. And, you know, it, it was a lot of work, but, um, and I, I didn't win, 
But, you know, I gave her a good, a good run for her money. But you know what? She had to go out and campaign. She had to walk. I saw her volunteers. I saw um, she had to put out signs. She had to, she had to earn that seat instead of just having it given to her. So, Linda, thank you. Thank you, because not only are you running and you've been out there campaigning, you've been in the Taylorsville Parade, you've been getting your name out, you have been holding um, uh, town hall meetings in the libraries, and you've uh, connected with other candidates to go out and meet voters and educate voters. And so you're actively running as a state senator candidate, which okay. is amazing. Okay, so you mentioned that your platform is God, family, and constitution. Correct. Okay, and out of that, what what is probably, um, I mean, we've talked about, you know, um, the, you know, the children and education, but um, what other issues are, are really um, important to you? Well, first off, about God, I would say, he loves all of his children, and no matter what religion they are, there are tenets in each religion to strengthen character and to be honest and moral. So I, I'm in, encouraging everyone, whatever religion, that they hold their religion, that they worship God. I worship Jesus Christ, and I feel like my <laughs> efforts... I want to be free, and I feel like that when the scriptures tell me I will be free if I keep commandments. And so that's very important to me. And family is the center of society. I'm teaching children in the home. And I, I mean, when I think about these uh, problems that have happened with these young men that have gone out and killed the school, you know, with a gun. It's not the gun. It's what this young man was experiencing and what was happening in his home, I wonder. So I feel like families are the mo most important part of society. And I recently, I mean, I'd like to say, oh, yeah, I've been a constitutionalist my whole life. I've loved the, uh, our country and we're, and been faithful in being an active citizen all my life. But as far as the Constitution, I don't think I really started realizing my rights until a few years ago. I've taken four Constitution classes now. I can't remember when I started them, but I mean, they're, they're, you can do it online even. But if we don't know what our rights are, we won't know when they're take, being taken away. It will have the, what, hood, be hoodwinked. <laughs> Whatever. Right. So, well, and the thing with rights is you have to stand up for your right because I think so. if they take that right and you don't stand up for it, then you lose it. Your rights can't be taken away. That's how I think it's happening. Because but I you have to. Yes, of liberty left. I think I'm. I'm not giving up. I mean, seeing so many funny, crazy things happening that I think are way out uh, of line. 
but uh, the right to worship and assemble, uh, restraining government. Our leaders are, from the Constitution, wanted less government. The people be in charge and have less government involvement. And so I believe in parental rights. Parents should have the right to do, oh, teach their children and make sure what's being taught in schools. And very strange to me is that anybody would want to defund the police. What is that about? So I am for funding the police. The police help us. I always taught our kids, they're helping us. Uh, don't be afraid of the police. We support the police. And uh, I believe in all lives being respected, no matter what size they are, what color, what nationality. Everyone needs to be respected. And uh, <clears throat> also, I believe that we should have the right to protect ourselves. And it's the Second Amendment. Why would anyone want to destroy that? So I... Yeah, I have a lot of feelings about what is happening around us. And well, and you know what encourages me about you taking the Senate seat is that you have actually taken the time to educate yourself about the Constitution. Okay, because the majority of people that run for office have no idea what the Constitution is or what's in it. Not read it, haven't studied it. And, and so there's, uh, and again, if they've been in our government school system, which is where I was brought up, I attended government schools, um, that is not, uh, those civics are not taught. No. And uh, if they are, it's very, very shallow. Okay. You might hear about three branches of government, that sort of thing, and, and the basics, but you don't get into really understanding what all the individual rights are. And I wanted to bring up uh, in our United Women's Forum, we, we uh, teach about the moral um, principles of government, of good government and study the constitution. But we had um, a particular class that we were taking. And again, like you, you're saying, you can do these um, classes online. There's um, some that are held on an ongoing basis, Moms for America, um, Karen Layton was hosting some at the Hunter Library. I don't have that name right now. It's called um, Constitution Alive, a citizen's okay. guide to the Constitution. It's Constitution awesome. Alive. And is there a website for that, Linda? Uh, yes. That paper? Let me see if I can. But you can be call Karen Layton. It's being taught right now. It started August 3rd at the oh. It's today the third or fourth. <laughs> anyway. Today's the yeah. So it's uh, Hunter Library at 5.45 p.m. each week. And you can, if you call Karen Layton, 801-580-2550. It's a free class. It's a free class. And, and so. Green and David Barton. It's just six weeks. And yes, great instructors. I mean, I don't know how often I've gone in and dived into the Constitution. I started really going into, uh, I, in fact, I became a board member of the Thomas Jefferson um, Constitutional Studies uh, back in 2009 and just really did a deep dive and was teaching constitutional classes. 
But that was an, a very good class format. And so I would recommend that to people. But um, you've taken the time. And so that helps me know that when bills are brought your way, you understand the principle and know would know the best way to vote in order to make sure that everybody's rights are protected. Because that's what the Constitution does, that it protects our rights so that there isn't over any overreach or restriction or um, things that the government shouldn't be doing. They're not taking things away from us. And that's usually what happens in our bills is that they take away some of our liberty or they take away some of our money or they take away some of our um, rights as far as, gosh, look at what they were doing during COVID. That was horrendous. The overreach of government, right? Telling business they had to shut down. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Any government can tell a business to shut down. I like what's happening in South Dakota, South Dakota with uh, Christy Nome as the governor. That she just said, no, we're not doing this. And right. they, they said, well, we're not going to give you any money or whatever. She said, fine, I don't, we don't need your money. We need to work. And she didn't close the, she didn't shut down businesses. Yeah. And then Utah, on the other hand, we were at the money trough. <laughs> I mean, we probably had the best numbers for COVID because we had the youngest population, one of the youngest ones in the country, because we have a lot of children. And as we know, COVID was not harmful, didn't cause problems for children, okay? Even though they want you to believe that it does, if you don't, if a child does not have a comorbidity, they are not going to have an issue with COVID, okay? And so, um, but we were one of, we took the third highest amount of money from the federal government and had the least need for it. Ridiculous. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And that's our little Governor Cox right there. But um, yeah, I agree with you on um, what Christy Nome did and saying no. And, you know, the the proper role of government, there is a role for government, but it's to give you information, um, what's going on, what what are the risks that are going on, and then that allows you to make the best decision. So if a, if a store did want to close a business, then they could. That's their, that it's private, it's called private property. There's this thing about ownership of private property. (laughs) But if they want to put in some restrictions or some uh, safety measures or whatever they want to do and still stay open, that is up to them, okay? And uh, you and I are both old enough, okay? We lived through the pandemic of 1969, and when Woodstock was taking place, and that was with a worldwide pandemic, no school was shut down, no one wore a mask, and everyone was just fine, okay? And, uh, and so the, this idea that we had to do all of this was totally a control, was totally a control thing. And, and we're finding out now that um, those that didn't, you know, get vaccinated are actually in better in a in better shape moving forward you know so it was better to not listen to the experts and just go back to regular common sense how do you take care of your immune system how do you keep it healthy and move forward that way so i'm i'm excited that 
you're somebody who actually knows the Constitution, and perhaps you can help train your caucus. When you get into the Senate Republican Caucus, you can train them on these principles, because there's a lot of them that don't know it in the Senate. Thank you. What a nice vote of confidence. I hope that I can not let anyone down. I appreciate so no, much. No, you haven't let anyone down because you stepped up to the plate, girl. That, that's the biggest thing right now is you've given people an option to vote for something else. You've given them an option to vote for someone who is going to respect your, your liberty, your, your parental rights, protect children, all of that. Now, we need to um, let our listeners know that they can help support your campaign because Senate districts are big. It costs money to run for office, to get signs, to be effective. And so how can people donate money to your campaign? If they go to my website, Linda, numeral four, utahsenate.com, and they can see on there, there's a place to donate. And thanks for bringing that up because uh, there is a little uh, free sign, free. Uh, one of the things you can select. And if you select free, then you can also print off a sign. That looks, oh, I don't have one right here. But anyway, can't see it anyway. But you can print it off and put it in your window or on your door and help that way. Also, if you so want. So it's a campaign sign for you, for Linda Wilson yes. for yes. Stanton. And it's free that they can just print off. Print off their own computer. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. If there were, if there, anyone in the District 12 is listening. And tell people where District 12 is. It's Salt Lake Valley. Yes, it's uh starts with Taylorsville. It's parts of Taylorsville and West Valley and Kearns. It used to be District 5, but after redistricting, it is now 12. So it's parts of these three cities. Okay. These are good cities. We're good people. And oh, I know there's families here that lo love each other, love their families, want freedom. Well, that's where you go to help Linda run against an entrenched Democrat incumbent, one of the most liberal in our house. It would be so refreshing to have her in our Senate because we have, um, it's funny, we have a Republican majority in the Senate, and yet the Senate is so moderate right now. It's, it's really, um, in fact, they've kind of lost their, uh, what their duty is because they're the the um, exact hello they're the legislative branch they're part of the legislative branch which is part of the separation of powers but yet they seem to do the bidding a lot for the Senate for our governor and that's a problem the Senate is serving the public serving the people and the executive branch is, set up to just implement what the legislative branch puts into law. That's all they're there to do is implement. And you'll see this, the executive branch, um, our lieutenant governor, she'll come in and be um, hanging out in certain committee meetings and 
testifying and taking that public comment. That doesn't sound correct. That's that's it's outrageous because you mean as a lieutenant governor, you don't have the ability to pick up the phone and call the bill sponsor. You're you're going to go into a committee hearing that is set up for the public, so that public citizens, the citizens of the state, can go in and make public comment, and then you take up that time when you can make those comments and make your uh, ideas known to the sponsor without taking up the people's time. So anyway, that's a little sidebar, but um, we really do need people like Linda in the state Senate. It would really, really help change um, the complexion of the Senate and make it um, actually more more, uh, Republican and following the Constitution because right now it doesn't follow the Constitution very well at all. And um, the other thing I want to bring up is, you know, Linda got in at the very last minute. Okay, she waited and waited and was praying for someone to jump in. Well, there's another race, and it may overlap in your district, Linda, but uh, there's a Salt Lake County Council race that is um, out there, and currently the incumbent is Amy Winder Newton. Is she part of your, does she overlap with your Senate district? Mm-hmm. If she does. Well, um, I bring this up because I am praying. <laughs> I am praying that somebody will jump in at the last minute as a write-in candidate for her um, county council race. Because she is running as a Republican and is not has no Republican principles at all. She voted to keep our children masked in schools. Outrageous. When there's no harm to children from from COVID, from any of the COVID variants, there's been no harm whatsoever. But no, she doubled down and wanted those children masked. It was horrible, which overrode parental rights. Okay, that is a parental discretion. A parent will decide whether or not they feel like their children need to have a mask on. Okay, not some government official that doesn't know your child. And so she she voted to keep your children masked up. Um, she also thinks that men can get pregnant. And so she voted to change language in our county um, policy um, so that birth persons can have coverage on maternity leave. Isn't that interesting that a birth person can get maternity leave coverage? I thought moms, I thought women were the ones that could have babies, but somehow Amy Winder Newton thinks that men can have babies. And so she voted for that. And then she also was, again, um, restricting parental rights when she um, wanted to restrict the ability for parents to seek um, therapy for their children if they were not happy with gender dysphoria. Okay. And so my opinion, my appeal is to follow Linda's example and somebody please jump in at the last minute. The deadline is September 6th to be a write-in for county council in that particular district that Amy Winder Newton serves in. Because then we can have a real Republican on the ballot to vote for in your district in that level. So anyway, Linda, thank you for joining me today. That's Linda for utahsenate.com that's the number four make sure that you get to her website give her um, a donation 
Um, gosh, if it's a couple of dollars, whatever you can afford, that's going to help her. And her conservative votes will affect us all throughout the state. So Linda, thank you for being the hero and jumping in. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining in. This is the Liberty Moms and we'll talk to you again in two weeks.